Chapter Twelve of Bunny Brown and His Sister Sue at Christmas Tree Cove by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sean McGahey and Sarah. Chapter Twelve, Christmas Tree Cove. When the family is making a trip on a boat and one of the children becomes lost or is missing, there is always more worry than if the same thing happened on land. For the first thing a father and mother think of when on a boat, and they do not see their children know where they are, is that the missing child had fallen into the lake, river, or ocean, whatever body of water may be. So when Miss Brown came up on deck of the ferry and did not see Bunny, who she had thought was with Sue, she asked at once where he was, and when Mr. Brown heard his wife say that Bunny had not come to the cabin, he too began to wonder where the little boy was. Where did Bunny go, Sue? asked Mother Brown. Wasn't he sitting here with you? Yes, he was here a little while ago, answered Sue. And then I was watching two of the cell bones to see if they would bump together, and I didn't look at Bunny. When I did look, he was gone, and I thought he was downstairs. He isn't said Miss Brown, and he isn't here on deck. Oh, if he... She did not finish what she was going to say, but quickly ran to the side of the boat and looked down into the water, as if she might see Bunny paddling around there. The fairy was still anchored in Clam Cove, waiting for the storm to blow out. Is Bunny in swimming, asked Sue. What's the matter, asked Captain Ross, who was up forward as he called it meaning the front of the boat he and bunker blue were mending one of the sails anything wrong miss brown asked the jolly old sailor i can't find bunny she answered he was here with sue a moment ago oh i'm afraid bunny now don't think that anything has happened interrupted mr brown he's probably hiding somewhere bunny wouldn't do that declared his mother no we weren't playing hide and go seek said sue then he must be downstairs in one of the cabins or he is asleep in his berth said mr brown i'll look i'll help offered uncle tad who himself had been taking a nap in his berth i suppose he must be down below if he isn't up here said mrs brown hoping this was true i want to look too sue was beginning to be a bit frightened now and she started to follow the others below while captain ross and bunker blue seeing how worried mr and mrs brown were dropped the sail on which they were working and decided to join in the search it did not take them long to make a search of the boat below decks no bunny was to be found he was not in his own bunk nor was he in that of anyone else nor was he in the small room where the gasoline motor was built, though Bunny liked to go there to watch the whirring wheels when the motor was in motion. "'Where can he be?' exclaimed Mrs. Brown. Then suddenly Sue gave a joyful cry and clapped her hands. "'I think I know where he is!' exclaimed the little girl. "'I just happened to think about it. Come on!' Wonderingly, they followed her. Sue ran to the stern of the ferry, where the steering wheel was placed. Here was a small rowboat turned bottom side up. It was kept for the purpose of going to and from shore when the larger craft was anchored out in the bay. Going close to this overturned boat, Sue leaned down so she could look under it. 
the two ends of the boat being higher than the middle raised it slightly from the deck leaving a sort of long narrow slot and sue called into this slot bunny are you there answer me are you there for an instant there was no reply and mrs brown who had begun to think she should have looked there first was about to conclude that after all it was a wrong guess when suddenly a voice answered yes here i am the boat tilted to one side and out from beneath it came rolling bunny brown he seemed sleepy and his clothes were mussed while his hair was rumpled and there was a queer look on his face why bunny bunny brown what possessed you to crawl under that boat and go to sleep asked his mother you have frightened us we thought perhaps you had fallen overboard no said bunny slowly shaking his head i didn't we see you didn't said his father a bit sternly but why did you hide under the boat i wasn't hiding answered bunny and if i had fallen overboard into the water you would have heard me yell he went on speaking slowly i suppose so agreed mr brown but if you weren't hiding under that boat what were you doing i was i was thinking answered bunny sheepishly thinking exclaimed his mother yes about the dog that took your pocketbook went on the little boy i wanted to be in a quiet place where i could think about him and maybe guess where he was so i could make him give back your diamond ring mother so i crawled under the boat it was nice and warm there and the wind didn't blow on me and i was thinking and i was thinking and and then you fell asleep didn't you asked uncle tad as they all stood around bunny on deck yes i guess i did was the answer and i didn't dream about the dog either did you think of any way to find him asked captain ross no answered bunny i didn't but i wish i could oh you mustn't think any more about that dog said his mother with a smile as she patted the little boy's tousled head i'll manage to get along without my diamond ring though i would like to have it back well i couldn't think complained bunny with a sigh i guess maybe i was too sleepy better not hide yourself away again cautioned his father you must be extra careful aboard a boat so your mother will not have to worry or this trip to christmas tree cove will not be any pleasure to her when shall we get there to the place where the christmas trees are daddy asked sue oh tomorrow i guess answered captain ross i'll land you up there and then i'll cruise back and i'll come after you to bring you home whenever you want me he added to mr brown we're going to stay all summer said bunny wouldn't it be funny if we could find that big dog in your pocketbook at the cove mother he asked oh that could never happen declared sue so the lost bunny was found and then it was nearly time to get supper the wind had all died out now and it was so calm in the cove that captain ross decided to start the boat without further delay we can tie up wherever you want to overnight or we can anchor out in the bay or keep on going he said to his passengers i think we'd better keep on going said miss brown i shall worry less about bunny and sue when they are lost if it happens on dry land i know then they haven't fallen overboard we can fall in offshore just the same as off a boat suggested bunny not quite so easily and you must be careful when 
you get to the bungalow in Christmas Tree Cove, said Daddy Brown. The bungalow is right on the shore, but the water is shallow for a long distance out, he went on. Oh, I'm not going to fall in, declared Bunny. Then we'll start and travel all night, said Captain Ross. Speaking of falling into the water, he said with a jolly laugh, can you tell me the answer to this riddle, Bunny or Sue? Why should you tie a cake of soap around your neck when you go swimming? I never tied a cake of soap around my neck, said the little girl. I like to play the cake of soap as a boat in the bathtub, remarked Bunny. It's lots of fun. But this is a riddle, went on the seaman. Why should you tie a cake of soap around your neck if you go swimming in deep water? It can't be for you to eat if you get hungry, said Bunny. Can it, Captain Oz? Oh, of course not, cried his sister. How could you eat a cake of soap? You could if it was chocolate cake, returned the little boy. But that isn't the answer to the riddle. Please tell us, Captain. He begged his bunker blue began to pull up the anchor. When you go swimming in deep water and get carried too far out, if you have a cake of soap tied around your neck, it might wash you to shore. Ha 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 ha, laughed the jolly old soldier. Do you see, Bunny, Sue, if you had a cake of soap on your neck, it could wash you ashore. Soap washes, you know. That's a pretty good riddle, Sinkle Tad, while the two children laughed. I must remember that to tell my old friend Joe Jamison when I get to Belmere. A cake of soap washes you ashore. Ha ha ha. Oh, I know a lot of better ones than that, said Captain Ross. Only I can't think of them just now. Well, I'll clear, Bunker, he called. Yes, sir, was the answer. Then start the motor. And soon the ferry was underway again. Supper was served as the boat slipped through the blue water of the big bay. It was a calm, quiet, peaceful night, quite different from the one of the storm, and Bunny and Sue did not have to be strapped in their bunks. They slept well, and when they came on deck in the morning, they looked over towards shore. Oh! What a lot of Santa Claus trees, cried Sue. Look, Bunny. That's Christmas Tree Cove up there, said Captain Ross, pointing to the evergreens, where they were thickest. We'll soon be there. And oh, what fun we'll have, cried Bunny. I'm going to dig clams and catch crabs and we'll have a clam bake on shore, Sue. And my dolls can come to it, can't they? asked the little girl. I brought some of my dolls with me, but they're packed up, she added. Oh, yes, your dolls can come to the clam bake, agreed Bunny. Will there be any other boys up at Christmas Tree Cove to play with, he asked his father. Or girls, Sue wanted to know. Yes, it is quite a summer resort, was the answer. I'll fancy you will have plenty of playmates. I had better be getting things ready to go ashore, I suppose, said Mrs. Brown. Yes, answered her husband, I'll help you. They were just going down into the cabin, and Bunny and Sue were on deck looking at the distant green trees when there was a sudden shock, a bump, and the boat keeled far over to one side. It seemed as if the fairy had struck something in the water. Oh, we're going to sink, cried Sue. End of chapter 12